0: I'm Carrie Campbell, and this is Raised Catholic. If you were born and raised Catholic, but now find yourself away from the Church, or as an occasional or holiday Mass goer, or just sitting in pews wondering whether there is more to the experience of faith, this is a judgment-free place for you. In this podcast, you'll find space for your wandering questions and frustrations, plus encouragement and light for your particular faith journey. Despite what we may have been taught as kids in the cradle of Catholicism, a life of faith is much bigger than rules and checkboxes, and there is room for all of us in the family of God. In each episode of Raised Catholic, you'll hear a little reflection, a prayer or a blessing, and a practical step you can take today to engage in relationship with God both inside and outside of church walls. You and I were raised Catholic, but that doesn't mean our journey is done. Today, let's be raised just a little bit higher. Today is episode 46, Run Your Race. Well, hi friends. In the last few months, I've started running again, The first time I started running was at age 41 in the wake of my mother's death. My sister was training for 5k to benefit ovarian cancer research, and when she asked my running teenagers to participate, she added, and maybe you could do it too. Now, at that time, I had never considered running. I did yoga, I walked a ton, and I was around running a lot because of my kids running cross-country at school, but they and their friends, they were like fast. Running seemed way outside the realm of possibility for me, but despite this, somehow I found myself saying yes to running that day. I started the couch to 5k program and struggled at first to even run 30 seconds straight, but in time I ran my first 5k, then my first 10k, and amazingly, it really was not very long before I completed my first, very slow, half marathon. Running gave me a place to grieve my mom, to work out the pain of losses that I could not communicate with anyone, and to meet goals that surprised even myself. It is not an overstatement to say that running transformed my life. And running also gave me a place to meet with God in a very real and even mystical way, and I'll link to some of my writing on that in the show notes for you. But in today's episode, we will be talking about running as a metaphor for the living out of our faith lives. And whether you run, like with actual sneakers, or not, I do hope that this episode will give you encouragement for living out your beautiful life with intention. Because even though the world is crazy, and there's so much to be done, and it's so easy to be overwhelmed and distracted, running your race in a spiritual sense, well, you could say that's the whole reason that we're here. There are many references to running in the Bible, but in his writings, the Apostle Paul most commonly used running as a metaphor for the spiritual life. In the first letter to the Corinthians, he entreats them not to walk or meander or jog through life, but to run hard. Paul says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. And in his letter to the Hebrews, he tells them not to be distracted and to keep going. Here Paul writes, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Well friend, there's a lot there. First off, there is a race marked out for us individually. I really believe that. Each of us has unique challenges and gifts which make our race a solitary pursuit that is ours alone. And you may have companions or even competitors on your course, but in the end, one can only run her own race. As in real life running, there is coaching and advice that's available, thank goodness. We can consult books and experts, but your training, your time, your intention and preparation, these are all interior and self-oriented decisions and actions. It's up to you how you will run in your body. And your results are your own, not your priest or your spouse, not your sweet grandmother who ran her own race of faith years ago. You And does that seem overwhelming today, friend? Gosh, I hope not. When running a long race like life, speed is not the goal. Rather, it's intentionality and time that leads to endurance that results eventually in efficiency and speed. As a runner, the decision to put on your sneakers and run is the hardest of the choices you'll make. And the decision to authentically engage in relationship with God is the same. It starts with a choice. When we make the choice to orient ourselves toward him, it's the biggest step we can make, and he will help us to do the rest, I promise. I think of the prodigal son story here. This kid who was a carouser and had misspent everything his father had given him, had made a kind of defeated decision to go home just so that he could eat something. And when he was a long way off, his father, who had been scanning the horizon for his son, started running toward him which was an extraordinarily countercultural thing for a father of that time to do, by the way. It would have been thought utterly undignified and even degrading for a father to move toward a child in that way. But he did run. He celebrated his son's return with a ring and a party. And in the race of faith, this is a great image for us to keep in mind. Our race of faith starts with a turn toward God, and God runs toward us. When I had finished my first 10K, a friend suggested I add five minutes to my long run each week, and she said that before long, I'd be running a half marathon. Well, I thought she was crazy, but she was right. Keeping my pace slow on those long runs enabled my body to gain mileage, and before long, my pace naturally increased on its own. In the spiritual life, training can feel similarly clumsy, but putting in the time with God consistently will reap benefits. Maybe it will look like a return to prayer, meditation, or study, or the choice to go on retreat. What once feels unfamiliar, scary, or like effort and drudgery and even frustration in a prayer practice can come to feel as natural as breathing, as putting one foot in front of the other. When we decide to run our life of faith, it is amazing how far we can go. As we run, it's really the training that matters. Yes, there is a finish line, we all know that, but... It is what happened on those long Saturday training runs that I remember the most fondly from that time. That's when the work got done, when I was working through each mile on my own. That's the part that was the most fruitful, because the end can be wonderful. I had sweet family and friends cheering for me at the end of my first half marathon on a freezing cold day, and I'll never forget it. It was awesome. But the end is a moment, and the race is long. We all know there's a goal up ahead, or at least I hope we know. It can be easy to forget there's an end to all of this for each one of us, and hopefully people cheering us on at that very sacred time, but being present with each step along the journey and orienting ourselves toward a goal is where the work is done. It's where we grow, and it's where the joy is found, too. You might not feel qualified to run your race by any meaning of that word, but isn't there something exciting about starting Choosing to lace up sneakers, get the training app, stepping outside, that's courageous. And choosing to engage in relationship with God, with your one precious life, and wrestling through really getting to know Him and yourself along the way, well, there's no other word for that but brave. After all, we're all in the race, whether we like it or not. We will all reach the finish line one day, so don't we want to be intentional about how we run? I do. And don't forget, friend, you're not running alone. As you go, there is a crowd cheering you on, offering life-giving water and energy along the route. They're there, you know, the great cloud of witnesses that Paul talked about back in the letter to the Hebrews I mentioned earlier. These heavenly friends offer support and inspiration for the short time we're on the course. As we breathe, stretch, and fuel one step at a time, one mile at a time, that cloud of witnesses is pulling for us, praying for us, interceding for us and imploring us to keep going. They know the race can feel long, but in the scheme of things, it's a blink. And when we fall or stagger or even stop altogether in this race of faith, which we all do, by the way, we can always get up and begin again. By God's grace, we can restart again and again because restarting is hardwired into how we are made to run. God is with us and He is the one who makes all things new over and over again, as much as we need. Well, now that I'm a few months back into a regular practice of running, my body is remembering what to do. I'm running longer now, and it feels more natural. I'm experiencing the endorphins that come with mileage, and feeling proud of myself, and feeling the closeness of God and those saints who are rooting for me, just outside of my view. God willing, I'll complete another half-marathon in my 50th year. But I know that the good stuff is now, in the process, in the training as I run one step at a time. And when I do cross my very last finish line, I want to be able to say, as Paul did, that I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I want to run toward God while I see him running toward me on that day when he finally brings me home. And how about you? Maybe you've run before in a literal running sense or in your life of faith, but you've fallen short of your goal. Maybe you've never been intentional about running your race, or maybe it's time to begin again, as I have. It's okay. Wherever you are, friend, it's good, and I'm so happy to be in this race beside you, truly. So let's lift our eyes, look to the light, change direction if we need to, and run well, one step at a time. Thanks so much for listening today. If you need me, you can find me on Instagram at Carrie kerrycampbellwrites or on my blog at mylittleepiphanies.com. I'll have lots of links for you in the show notes if you'd like to explore this topic in a deeper way on your own, and what a great way to gear up for your own run. Thanks for rating, reviewing, subscribing, and especially for sharing this podcast with a friend today. That's so appreciated as we grow this community together, so thanks. Before we close today, let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God, we want to run our race well. So give us coaching, mentors, and direction. Give us water and energy and support, but more importantly, fix our eyes toward our goal and help us to know that it's not our pace, but our focus, our getting up and trying again that will get us where we need to be in the end. As the prophet Isaiah said, we who hope in you will renew our strength. We will soar on wings like eagles. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not be faint. Thank you, Lord, that we never, ever run alone. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thanks so much for listening, friend, and I'll see you next time.